Welcome to episode 5 of the Colorful Kid Podcast. Today we got Alvaro, Flo, and me. And let's start off with Mexicans Abroad update. Alvaro, what did you see out there in Chicharito land, a.k.a. Bundesliga? Uh, Chicharito's looking good, you know. He's gaining confidence in Germany. He has a Champions League goal. He has a Bundesliga goal. And I think he's happy that he's getting playing time. The team is trying to promote the crap out of him, you know. They even started tweeting in Spanish. Not even the team, man. The official Bundesliga English account, like, half the tweets are all, they're all like, tagging Chicharito now. Yeah, they love him. Chichamania. Chicha. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Fernando Mania, but Chichamania over in uh, Alemania. Yep. Flo, you think this is going to be a good fit for him? He's going to last all three years? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's going to last all three years, but I think it's going to be a great fit for him. Um, every time he plays, you know, he gets he gets opportunities to score, and that's all you really can ask for. I think the more playing time he gets, the more and more consistently he's going to start to, you know, bury those chances. Uh, he had a couple of chances, you know, not, not find the back of the net against uh, Dortmund, but I think the more playing time he gets, um, the better and better he'll get. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm people on Twitter or like the hardcore Bayer fans are even a little surprised how much the manager keeps starting him up top in front of a uh, Kiesling, the club legend. I didn't think he was going to start midweek. Everybody but... loves him, even Alex Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that didn't see, I guess Alex Morgan was asked who was her favorite player, and I guess she said Chicharito. Then again, she was on ESPN Deportes, so. She named then the one Mexican she knows. Yeah, she's like, is he still play? She didn't even know, probably. Who else we got? We got Porto with a, a poor tree, basically. They got Layun, Ache Ache, and Tecatito. Herrera hasn't been starting lately, but about two weeks ago we signed a new extension, so he's going to be in Porto until 2019, I believe. And I think his buyout is still 40 or 50 million euros, so... He's not going to be leaving there in the immediate future. Layun, he is. They needed wing backs. They sold their they sold their left back and right back for close to seventy million euros. So they had no one, and Layun stepped in. Left back started every game. Flo, do you think Layun's going to end up pl- playing the most out of these three guys? Um. I think, yeah, I, mean, I think uh, he's going to end up playing the most because, obviously, if he's starting, he's probably going to get the full 90 minutes. Um, but from the looks of it early on, it looks like Tecatito is going to be heavily involved. You know, he looks like he's going to be starting most of the games, which is which is exciting. I was I was shocked at how much they just – in his first game, he was already taking free kicks, taking corner kicks. It seemed like he'd been there for a while. I mean, I think the, that extra week of practice gave him a heads, heads up on – Layun, but even I mean he was just they was he was the guy. It was a free kick. Everyone walked away. Tecatito was taking it. Alvaro, what do you think about Ache Ache? Uh, he's 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 okay. He's gonna be fine. He just signed an extension, so there's no worries there. Twitter was like, oh, he's not gonna start anymore. What is he doing? So there, I was like, dude, it's been a couple games. Nah, they just they just resigned him. They wouldn't. They're not gonna bury him on the bench. Yeah, I mean, it's not even that he's buried on the bench. Like, he's still getting in the games that he doesn't start. But you know, I think people are just worried that he's not starting. 
It's that Mexican syndrome where a guy doesn't start two weeks. It's like, oh, you should leave. What is he doing there? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but Tico Tito, man, he look he looks good. Looks I really remember, good. I was walking around Comic Con with my phone trying to watch the game at the same time where he scored two goals. Oh man, <laughs> I I was just watching it and I was like that back heel and I was like, oh goal and I was like, oh snap, is that is that Tecatito? Because I'm not used to him wearing 17 yet. <laughs> yeah. And the announcers keep throwing me off because on that app they just keep saying. Jesus, Jesus Corona. <laughs> it sounds like they're saying Jesus Corona. Yeah. And the announcers, at least the announcers can say Layun. When I was watching EPO, it was like Layun. 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 Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're looking good. And uh, two guys, the two youngsters, Omar Govea and uh, Raul Godinho, have been doing really well with the B team. They've been getting, they've, Godinho's an automatic starter every game. Govea's been playing close to 90 minutes every game. He's been called up to the first team for training. All signs point to Club America, or all signs point to Porto using the buy option at the end of the loan. So that'll be another Mexican in uh, Porto's books. And then who knows? Maybe next year they bring back Reyes. Reyes doesn't have a buy option right now. Yeah. yeah. It didn't take long for the uh, Manchester City. Rumors to start with the Catito. Oh, yeah. I mean, those aren't new rumors, though. I, yeah, no, no. Last January, right? Yeah, I heard those rumors in January saying he was on a shopping list. And, it's, of course, Man City, they have a shopping list because they can spend any money they want. But, yeah, there was rumors last January that, oh, they wanted him, they wanted him. And all the Mexican fans are like, nope, do not, not yet. No, not yet. Definitely not yet. Definitely not ever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But yeah, they slapped. He's got a 50 million euro release clause, right? It's up there. Yeah, yeah I believe so, yeah. Well, we talked about Diego Reyes. Let's just go into Real Sociedad. They got Carlos Vela, Diego Reyes. One thing I like to point out Reyes has already played 450 minutes with uh, Real Sociedad this year. I believe he had like 200 minutes all year at first team at Porto. So his loan, already a success. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome that he's getting so much playing time. Um, it seems like he's the automatic starter there, um, which is awesome. You know, I love it. I think he's getting in form. He's been playing good. I think he's an automatic starter now for uh, for the national team with uh, Moreno, especially with Rafa out. Yeah, he's, he's a guy, and thank God he's getting minutes on a club level because last year it was just he – was, he, he was – I don't think he was – I don't think he missed a call-up last season. He was called up for every international break, regardless of minutes or not, at Porto. So he's that's good. And then Vela finally improving. I know he had a knee injury earlier in the season, so he's starting to look better, looking like his old self. Real Sociedad finally got a, got a victory, a good victory, 2-0 last, last game. I think they hadn't scored in three games before that. David Moyes in the hot seat already. So Real Sociedad, they're looking good. They're looking good. I'm, I'm happy. Vela, I don't. I have no idea why Vela is talking about. Oh yeah, I almost left this summer. Why? I have no idea. What do you guys think he was doing there? Like, what do you say exactly? He was there. I think he was in a press conference, and he was like the the player. I think they have one player go up there every week, you know, before the the game, the next day, and he was saying, yeah, he almost went to MLS, or MLS made him an offer. And this is coming oh. off the heel of someone mentioned him's name as a Barca target. So, I don't know. I don't really believe that. 
but when you go from being mentioned with Barcelona and then MLS in the same in the same comment, I, I have no idea. And his contract doesn't run out for a couple years, so it's not like he's uh, he's gonna angling for a new contract or anything. He's there. He's gonna be there for a couple years. That was just I just found that odd. It kind of sounded like he was hinting at a like a, at an exit in January. Yeah, and he was just like, I think he said, "Oh, we'll see in January or something." And I'm just like, "Why would you? I have no. Why would you say that? It's just it, that sounds like a player who's maybe wants a new contract or is trying to get out. But from all everything I've heard, he loves it there. So I don't know. They're losing. Maybe he doesn't like it now. He wants someone to save him. But where is he? Where else is he gonna go? I don't know. Maybe he is a, a Barca target, or a, I know the Madrid rumors started too during the transfer window this year. I don't think it's true, but he's not at that level. I don't think so. Uh, Atletico, go back with Griezmann. Uh, he was I, I, man when when, when he was with Griezmann two years ago. That Very team was fun to watch. We also see that they were just he had like twenty goals, like almost ten assists. That was just a fun team, but. They sold a couple dudes. They sold that one dude to uh, Real Madrid. He came back this season already. That uh, Asier Yamendi or something like that? Otamendi? No, no, not the... That's, um, that's the center back. From uh, Valencia that went to City. Yeah, yeah. Missed yeah. the red card. Uh, we got Jonah Villarreal finally playing... He went. He went. He didn't play for like a month and a half from a Gold Cup final until he actually saw some action. But with Guardado hurt, we're gonna need Jonah in the lineup. We're gonna need him against the United States. Have you guys seen? Have you guys seen any of his games in La Liga? Yeah, I've watched some of them. From some of it, um, he's looked good from uh, from the limited action he's had. You know, whenever he's on the field, he looks. He looks very calm. He looks like one of the best players for, um, for the squad. So I'm just I'm happy that he's getting more consistent playing time down. Like I like you said, especially if Guardado's out, I think uh, I think we have to call him up for the USA match. And he is on the provisional roster. Yeah. And f- usually when, he, when he's at Villarreal, he's been playing on the right mid. But these last couple games, he's been starting and getting spots in his uh, preferred central location. So, but yeah, he's been playing well. He's he was the best player in the Europa League game last Thursday. He's the he's the only Mexican playing in the Europa League this year. Yeah, for now. For now. Oh, what are you trying to say? PSV maybe <laughs> a couple team, couple guys dropping from the Champions League. PS, PSV's in first place, man. Don't get it messed up. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, let's go in the PSV. <laughs> Most important thing at PSV is Guardado is hurt, and they look. They look kind of bad without him at the last weekend. Did you guys catch that PSV game over the weekend? Guess not. <laughs> no, I caught the Champions League game. I didn't catch the weekend game. Yeah, yeah I didn't catch the weekend game either. I saw the weekend game, and they just struggled. Like They didn't know what they were doing. Because Guardado sets up that whole offense. He drops so deep to get the ball. And from there, he's dropping long balls left and right. He's the engine of that team, so without him, they just looked a little lost. And they have a couple more weeks without him, so and it's not like they're killing it in the league. Like you said, they're first place in Champions League, their group, but I think they're like mid-table in the Eredivisie. 
So it's not looking too good right now, but hopefully they can keep up when he's gone. Yeah, but, and I think they have other injuries too. And they have new players because they sold a couple people. So, But like you said, they pulled it off against Champions League. And how about a best player in that game? Who was that best player? Man of the match. Hector Moreno. He was awesome. He's pretty, pretty good. But yeah, he was the official man of the match, even though Man United fans were not too happy after the injury with Shaw, which I don't think was bad. I mean, the injury was bad, but if you watch the replay, I think the best way to see how bad a tackle is is if he tackled someone, and if it's like if all the Man U players came after Moreno, like, hey, what the hell? But no one did anything. Everyone's like, okay, out of bounds. Yeah, but Moreno knew right away. You saw him get up. He was like, he felt bad right away. Oh, yeah, he felt bad, and he stayed there and talked to him, and he visited him in the hospital the next day. I mean... I thought it was not malicious. People it, was all, a, it was a clean tackle. It's just his other leg dragged, and yeah. that could cause it to snap. Yeah. And I guess it was a clean break, so better. I, I don't know. <laughs> but Moreno had the same injury, so I, to say that he was out there trying to break legs, that's just, that, I think that's wrong. Yeah, and then him getting death threats on Twitter, like, uncalled for. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's Man U fans. Yeah, just... there's people out there. I saw, I saw uh, Mexico fans that are also United fans that were out there saying, "Oh, it was a dirty tackle." Uh, you know, I like Moreno, but it was a dirty tackle. I'm like, eh, they, you guys don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it looked fine to me. I, I don't know everything was fine, but you can tell he was a little shooken up. So that's why I'm, you know, happy that he didn't dwell on that and he just kept going, because. If you injure someone like that and it looks bad like that right off the bat, sometimes players just, they're out of it the rest of that game. I, I, yeah, that's what I was scared of. I thought he was going to be out of it the whole game because the way he was just looking at him and like, yeah. it looked like it really phased him. But yeah, and I was just thinking, that's the last thing you want from a defender. Yeah. I guess over the weekend he kind of banged someone up too. <laughs> yeah. But it's that was right. funny. It was a... Uh... Memphis that scored in that game, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like a it was like a all PSV <laughs> scoring party in that game. <laughs> but yeah, that's one of the that's one of the players that PSV sold. They I mean they yeah. made a lot of money, but they you know they got to get their their new squad used to how the team is set up going forward. We got Raul Jimenez at Benfica right now, and last time we talked, he had just come off scoring a goal off the bench and. He played well in the international break, and we're all running high. And it's like, oh, he's gonna start. He's gonna start now. Blah blah blah. And then Dimitri Glue out of nowhere has been averaging like two goals a game since <laughs> since Jimenez scored that goal. Yeah. And then what's it called? Also, uh, Jonas, right? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, Jonas has been going off as well. So, I mean, I I think brighter days are ahead for Raul. You know, oh, yeah. I think as the oh, season yeah. goes along. You're going to see more and more minutes. You're gonna, I think you're going to see some starts in there as well. Um, but right now, that guy in front of him is just on form, man. Yeah, and he was struggling really bad the month before he started scoring. So people were just saying, all right, Jimenez, more minutes, possibly start after the international break. Didn't yeah. get to start. And it's kind of sucks because I think if he didn't go on international break with Mexico, he would have started. But he played 90 minutes, I believe. He played the full game in Texas. Flew all the way back to... 
Portugal, and then they had a game on Friday as opposed to Saturday or Sunday. So I Yeah, think and that they, game was yeah. a blowout. Well, yeah, and they played one of the relegation-bound teams probably, and they won 6-0, and it wasn't even close. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was reading up on that guy, the guy that's in front of Raul, and they're saying how they uh, he broke the transfer record for uh, Fulham. Like Fulham paid like all this money for him, and he hadn't done anything. Like he was kind of almost being considered a bust already, and he got sent to Benfica. And it looks like all of a sudden now he's just found his form. Yeah, and like you said, Jonah Jonas is going to start regardless. He's yeah, yeah. He's the go-to guy. He's going to start, but they like playing a a bigger a physical forward with him and Jimenez is going to fill that role eventually but right now Mitroglou is just he's averaging over a goal a game and yeah they played against one of the you know bad teams so yeah he got a couple goals there but even then he's been he's been playing well so but still Jimenez is getting his minutes he's getting his 20-25 minutes here or there so you can tell the coach has confidence in him and the coach in an interview with a Portuguese magazine O Jogo he was saying that Jimenez is doing all the right things and he's impressing in training so I'm happy. I'm so happy he got out of Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Speaking of not getting out of out of their current situation, we got Ochoa, and uh, I think Ochoa, I think Alvaro has as many La Liga minutes as uh, Ochoa this year. Her last two years, zero, zero. <laughs> I think Alan Pulido has a better chance of getting La Liga minutes than Ochoa this year. Yeah, who would have, who would have thought that uh the Gold Cup thought, star? Yeah, that Diego Reyes <laughs> would be playing every single minute in La Liga, and Ochoa can't get off the bench. Who would have thought that like a year ago? Yeah, well, I mean, he's a new agent. I don't know, but Malaga did not do too well. This did they lose two zero this weekend? Yeah, I think they did that. I know they lost. I forget what the score was, but yeah, I know they lost. They played Barcelona, right? No, they didn't play Barcelona, did they? Uh, all I know is they scored. They didn't. They didn't score, and I think it was two zero. So maybe there's hope. I don't know. I'm just not gonna worry about it. But yeah, him, Ochoa is on the provisional squad, so he is an option. I do you guys? Do you guys think it's okay to bring him in cold? Basically, I mean, he's arguably the most talented goalkeeper for Mexico, but. He's not seen any minutes since. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I would, I would obviously still bring him in, and again, just see how he's doing in training. If in training, if he just looks like he's totally off, then obviously we go in another direction. But I think he is the best goalkeeper we have, so I think you have to bring him in. Alvaro, do you think? Talavera or Munoz has done anything to say, hey, they're in form, bring him in, let him start over Ochoa come October? Uh, actually, start Talavera over Ochoa. You got a goalie that's in form and, you know, he steps up when he's on the national team. You know, Ochoa looked rusty in the Gold Cup, and even towards the end, he still looked rusty. This game, you don't have any time to warm up. You don't have any, any time to get in rhythm. I'd say play it safe and go with Talavera. Thinking about Oliveira, he had a couple of those mistakes in the game. Yeah, I mean, but how many of those were really his fault? Yeah, the one where Raul Jimenez came off the line and they shot the ball right where Raul Jimenez was. Yeah, that was supposed to be the wall. And then he had the other one where it was a deflection 
um, off Alanis, and it went straight to the uh, Trinidad Tobago player for this for the tap in. Yeah, and then Alanis got the ball taken from him. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. That was. <laughs> it was like, like how many? How much of that was really his fault? You know. Yeah, it wasn't on him. That's true. One thing I did like about Munoz is his distribution. As soon as he gets the ball, he's just looking for that outlet pass. Like he's like Kevin Love, just looking for that long outlet pass, trying to get an easy, easy score. Yeah, he plays fast. Yeah, I did like him in the in the Dallas game yeah. against Argentina. He looked good, except for that one mistake. Oh man, so bad. Catching chickens. That was just what is he doing? And that bounce too. That bounce did not help off that turf, but whatever. He, yeah, I think it's. I mean, there's. I think who's the other goalie on there? Jonathan um, from Orozco, Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's in the top three. I don't think no, he's he gonna be. He doesn't start. No, he'll. I mean, he's in the provisional roster in case someone gets hurt, but he's not getting called up. No. And then our final two guys. Well, I guess we got three. We got Rafa. He's hurt. He's confirmed not gonna play. So he's been playing well in Sierra, but we need to. We've been saying this for years, but we need to. We need Reyes to step up, so we don't. We don't miss Rafa anymore. Yeah, but also the thing about Rafa, he just he gets things going with those passes, those long passes, and everything. So we need somebody to step it up as, um, in the back that can, you know, start start the plays off as yeah. well. I mean, we'll touch on this when we get to the Confed Cup preview, I guess. But yeah, Rafa, he's got a, he's got he's got that class, that class. And then we got Pulido. Who the hell knows what's going on with him now? The club's not going to play him. They don't want to. They don't. They're scared of getting sanctioned, so they're just not going to play him until this gets sorted out. And I don't think this is going to get sorted out until January at the earliest. So I hope he likes training because that's all he's going to be doing until now. Maybe he'll come to Chivas fifty percent. They already had fifty percent. Yeah, he's going to train in Greece and put and post selfies on Instagram. The, the selfie game's strong though. <laughs> uh, we got Lisa Davila. He's played 30 minutes this whole season. So that move he kept talking about coming to England in January, I don't think that's going to happen. Unless he's playing in the championship or some other lower league. Maybe. Maybe. Even then. If he can't even get any minutes in Portugal, what's to say they're going to, some championship team is going to be like, yeah, we'll take him on. We'll see. All right, well, the Confed Cup's coming up. Provisional roster's out. Mexico's got a couple injuries. Word is Guardado's going to make the trip. Uh, I mean, do we are we that desperate that we're going to bring in a hobbled Guardado probably? I mean, I know he's the captain right now, but... I don't know, man. I think, I mean, if you, obviously if you can play, if he's, you know, close to 100%. He's the captain. You don't want you want to give him the benefit of the doubt. If he says I'm good to go, you want to play him. But if not, I mean, we got we got other options. We got like like you said, Jonathan. We got him. He can play that central defensive mid row any any day of the week. Well, I think that depends on formation. And like you guys were saying, Rafa, he's a quarterback back there. If Rafa can play, I say, if he goes, Rafa's not in. Then the the five three two goes. Anytime we try to run the five three two and Rafa is not there, it looks terrible. 
Or is that just me? Is anyone going to say no? Mm. A lot of times when Rafa's not there, we look terrible. So I'm not, I'm not sure about what formation. <laughs> but I think he's the guy. He's the guy that plays that libero role where he knows when to step up. No, yeah, he, he's definitely a leader on the back. So. Yeah, and he's the organizer. And I love Moreno. Moreno is the best defender we have, but he's not that guy. He's not going to be yelling at people, putting them in places. He's not no. as skilled passer as Rafa. So I, I say if Rafa's not in the lineup, we can't play the five three two. Like a four four two? Maybe a four two three one. Four two three one. I like it, yeah. Yeah. And just put Gallito Jonah in the double pivot. Yep. You can get Takatito Vela on the wings. What about Peña? Gulit. Yeah, Gulit. He's in, he's isn't he in form, man? Isn't he? He's actually in form. He's I don't think he would start. I don't think he, I don't think he's starting right now. Over Vela or Tecatito, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know, but or maybe you, if you want to start him, put him next to Gallito, put Jonah that the uh, attacking mid at the top, but yeah. but he can yeah. come back and help out, you know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking him more like back there, yeah. central defensive mid. Yeah, and then you got Vela and Tecatito on the wings and Chicharito up top. It's not bad. That'd be, that's kind of like a four-three-three, actually. Hit him with that speed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good. Also, I mean, if if they do play that formation, Guardado's not there, and they do play Jonah back, that'll open it up for um, Hector Herrera to play his more natural central mid role. Of, you know, central yeah. attacking mid could could be good. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not too scared. I mean, I'm gonna we're gonna miss Guardado. That's for sure. But. Our, if someone were to ask me what's our what's Mexico's best position right now, midfield. Our midfield so good. Whether yeah. they put on performance or not, I don't know. But we have players. We have options. Aquino's on the list, right? Yeah, Aquino. Yeah, Aquino's on the list. And uh, Dam Dam made the list too. Yeah, right? he made the list. You think he's gonna make the final twenty-three? I don't. I, I mean, don't. He's played. Think so. He's played what one game, two games with the national team. Last, late last year, I think last September, I think he got a call up. It depends on the formation. If we need wingers, you, he might make it. Oh, yeah. Know? If we need wingers, if we need pure wingers, then yeah, he's he's there. But yeah, I guess it depends on Tuca's formation. And maybe, who knows, maybe he'll call up his boy Gio. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, forgot about him already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for this game. It's. I don't know if you guys saw my tweet this morning, but I guess you can go watch it in a movie theater. Oh, yeah, I favored it. I'm going to go. We'll see. Tickets go on sale for tomorrow for that. So if you want to see the game in a movie theater, I don't know why you would. Just see it at home with a couple of beers. But yeah. I don't know. I'm going to ask a couple of the friends to go. See I'd rather go to the bar. Yeah, go to the bar. There you go. I'm going to go to the bar and watch it with the American Outlaws and then maybe get my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about your guys' movie theaters, but we got liquor and alcohol at our movie theater. So, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, nah. Yeah, <laughs> fancy. They don't do that in New York. <laughs> That's extra, right, Alvaro? <laughs> nah, all the Mexicans around here, they gotta sell liquor everywhere. People, people shoot at the screen for without alcohol. Imagine with alcohol. Warzone. 
Ah, man, we can't do that. <laughs> That's why New York can't have nice things. <laughs> All right, well, we got a couple questions from the people out there, so let's I'll run through these questions. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, Mauricio thinks, or he's saying, with Guardado out for October 10, which Dos Santos brother is most likely to be a starter? Flo, I think we all know, but who do you think? Uh, yeah, I think the likely starter would be uh, Jonathan. Obviously, he kind of plays a similar role to uh, Guardado, so it's just a natural fit. Um, you know, Gio, like, who would he re- be replacing? Not not Guardado, you know? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Abro, you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, in speaking line with Gio, I don't know if you guys saw this from this morning. There was a weird story, and Ricardo Pelaez even commented that Club America would be interested in bringing in Gio Dos Santos for the Club World Cup in December on loan, short-term loan. This does not make any sense to me. So, um, Raider Mark on Twitter says, do you think Gio will go to America on loan? No. <laughs> The thing that gets me is this is an MLS site, and it doesn't make any sense because the Club World Cup is in December. The transfer window doesn't open up until January 1st. So I don't know how this is even remotely possible. So, no, I don't think so. Are the windows a little bit different, though, for, for like, MLS and, uh, and all them? Or no? I mean, it's... It's different, but I don't think club. I don't think Liga MX's window opens up till January. Oh, okay. And the the FIFA World uh, Club World Cup is an official event, so I don't. I don't know. Yeah. It seems weird to me. So I don't, either I don't, way, I don't think it's possible. It's not going to happen. Either way, I don't think you would want to go. Because there wasn't all the rumors saying that that's who Tigres wanted at first was uh, Gio. Yeah. Um, and Gio said he didn't want to go to Liga yeah, MX. He didn't want to go to Mexico, and I don't. I mean, yeah. LA or Monterrey. Uh, Monterey for sure but... <laughs> I mean Gio's family was from there I mean when he was really young before he went to Barcelona they were living in that area but he wanted to come to LA have some fun I guess haven't seen any TMZ pictures of Gio parting it up so we'll see we'll see if that happens alright got another question we were talking about it before the show but the latest rumor is Ricardo Osorio for Mexico's coach national team coach I I don't even know what to think about this. This is just I guess the new the new name. I think it's I think it's better than the retread coaches we're gonna keep using putting out again as national team coaches. But I I think we need to go bigger. Flo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean you guys would know better than me. He coached the uh, Chicago. He coached the uh, Red Bulls. Um, again I don't really know much about him, but. I was uh, very underwhelmed when I heard the name, for sure. Well, especially when we got the main guy who's been Bielsa. Bielsa for the last two months or whenever. It feels like a whole summer we haven't had a coach. But I, I we need to get Bielsa. I, that's the only guy that would pretty much satisfy the Mexican fans, I think. Because we go from Bielsa and also the rumor that was killed pretty quickly on Twitter, but to go from Bielsa and Jurgen Klapp to Ricardo Osorio... That is a letdown. We got a couple of questions from Daniel Munoz on Twitter. I think we answered this one with Rafa and Guardado out. What formation should Mexico run against the U.S.? 
Actually. Uh, four. It's not weird. Like four two. We said four two three one. Yeah, or four three three. Or four. I was saying four two three one. We have a, our central defensive mid missing, so we decided to go with a formation that has two of them. <laughs> well, then I'd say that because then when you can play Gallito with Jonah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I mean, Gallito's got that energy constantly harassing people in the middle and then he's not the greatest passer but he'll get steal that ball give it to Jonah and Jonah will just spray balls left and right let's just say for whatever reason they don't want to bring in the Los Santos brothers again so let's I'm not just even going to think about that that's just stupid for whatever reason let's just say that Jonah doesn't get called up then what formation would you want to run I mean can't you still run that and just put Hector Herrera I guess you could run who are you going to put up top same guy as Tecatito, Vela, and Chicha. Chicha. And you can plug. You can plug in. You can plug in someone else. You can plug in Guli. You can plug in Herrera. Montes. Here you can put Herrera up there. Yeah. You can put in. You can put in Gio. The ghost of Gio. Can you guys? Can you guys actually imagine that if we had a front four of Chicha, Vela, Tecatito, and Gio? Get a hologram on Gio. <laughs> I mean, and not to say that Mexico's, you know, the backs, you know, the the back four, and then those two mids are gonna, but just those four attacking players. I don't think there's anyone in Concacaf who can stop those four guys. Yeah. You gotta find a way for them to work together, though. Yeah. I mean, they've never played together, but that just sounds pretty scary, right there. I might need to do that in a FIFA Ultimate Team. I might need to get that hooked up. I already got it hooked up, man. Catch up. I know. I saw you are just playing nonstop. I saw. Yeah. Oh, well. All right, another question from Daniel Munoz. Who will be the key player for Mexico to get the victory against the U.S.? I'm going to start this and go with Chicharito. Because Mexico is going to generate chances against the U.S. So I think if he can finish the chances we know he's going to get, that's game. Mm. Anyone else? Uh, I'll go with uh, Tecatito because I think he's gonna be the one that has to create the chances. Yeah, I can see that. I can see the I can see USA bunkering down. Yeah, and um, depending where they put him, I know the, the left the left side of the US is like super vulnerable. Every side of the US is so, super vulnerable. Uh, the left looks pretty bad. Yeah. So if you get Tecatito attacking there, you know, get some crosses in for Chicharito, and I'm sure he can finish him. So. Flo, who's your go-to guy? The key player. Uh, you guys took my two answers, so let's see. I'll go. I'll go with the. Uh, I'll go with Herrera. It just seems when he's when he's on form, when he's playing well with the national team, I think it just elevates our team to another level. So I think if Herrera's playing well, he's generating his own chances. He's generating chances for someone else. Um, I think it just takes our team to another level. I don't think USA can handle it. Yeah, I'm. I think all those guys, I mean, I think the USA is going to bunker down. It's basically an away game. I don't care what CONCACAF says. It's going to be like 75% Mexican fans there. So it's going to be like a away game for the United States, and they're going to bunker down and try to play on the counter. So I can see Tecatito being the guy to break that defense down because one-on-one, he's going to be tough to guard. Yeah. So He's going to get fouled. He's going to you know, free kicks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, guaranteed Chicharito's going to get at least one or two chances. And if he buries them, it's going to be tough for them to come back from that. Because they're not built to come back. They're built to 
get one goal, protect the lead. Yep. Final question. This weekend, Tigres versus Pumas. Who do you guys got? The second biggest game in Mexico this weekend. We'll get to the biggest. Yeah, I thought, I thought you asked that by accident. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> who's, the, uh, who's the home team? I think Tigres are the home team. I'm picking Pumas. I was going to say Pumas too. Yeah, I think Pumas is going to pull They're it just off. tearing it up right now. They're yeah. just, man. I'm a little surprised Lalo Herrera didn't get a call up to the provisional squad, but I think he's kind of buried in that Mexican forward depth chart right now. Yeah. Maybe. I think he could take over for Peralta as, the, as Mexico's quote unquote Liga MX striker call up, but not yet. Well, I'm saying Tigres just win them. Saturday. If they're playing at home, they play Saturday. So yeah, they, they had one. They beat they beat Monterrey. They beat them Rayados over the weekend three one. And Pumas lost to Cruz Azul. And Cruz Azul, I think, is what last I think last place on the on the table. Yeah, but they had one like five or six in a row before that. Yeah, dominating those games too. Like scoring for fun. It was pretty. It's pretty fun. Pretty fun watching them play. Pumas. Yeah. I don't know. Historically, they put me to sleep. Like they usually got the they usually got that early game on Sunday, man. You gotta you gotta wake up. Nah, they just put me to sleep. Even when we even when Chivas played them in the championship, like it was just like a boring series to me. Yeah. Well, speaking of your guys as Chivas, they play my team, Club America, this weekend. So, Flo, tell me about how many goals is Club America gonna win? <laughs> uh, negative four. <laughs> The only thing that worries me is, uh, I think, what's his name? Benedetto, he's he's out, I think, due to yellow cards or red cards or something. He's out. I think Marco Fabian is out, too. Yeah, that's what scares me. Come on. So, I think the game's at Stadio Azteca, so I'm picking picking America 2-1. Uh, I'll go with... Uh... I'll go with Chivas 2-1. Abra, who you got? Uh, Omar Bravo hat-trick? No. <laughs> it's going to be 1-1. 1-1? Chivas scores early. They try to hold the lead. America ties it towards the end. And I think it ends 1-1. I think it's 2-1 America. I think, But I think if it does end in a tie, that's gonna be, it's going to be like a victory for Chivas, no? Not right now? New coach, new system? Yeah, coach, definitely. He's on. He's on the win streak. Yeah, two one. I would say they won two in a row. The hottest team in the world right now. Calm down. <laughs> well, real quick before we end, what do you guys think of how they handled that whole Chepel firing? But he got fired through. I think Ami Life guy told the press he got fired, and I think they let it go his brother at the same time. <laughs> the Ami Life guy fired him while they were, while he's training with the team. I think. And then Vergara, like, trash-talked uh, Nestor today. So, and then I think Nestor has a press conference in an hour. Yeah, he's having it right now. Oh, it's right now? I thought it was 10 o'clock in Mexico time. Right now? <laughs> it's literally happening right now. Why is he having a press conference at 9 o'clock at well, night? Well, Nestor Del Torre is having a press yeah, conference. Let me, oh. let me read off some of the quotes 
transcribed from uh, Tom Marshall at Mexico World Cup. Nestor de Torres said, I heard from a member of the press that Almeida was in Guadalajara. That's, so that's how he found out, through the press. <laughs> he had no clue Almeida was on his way to Guadalajara. Wow. That is messed up. So yeah, so that is bad. Oh, another thing that I guess came out is that Carlos Fierro to Querétaro almost happened on loan during the draft. Yeah, I'm just re- I'm reading Tom's timeline right now. Yeah, just like wow. fell off. he's just giving it to Vergara. This is this is a disaster. So anyone reading the podcast, check out Tom's feed. The latest, all you need to know is Nestor del Torre is not holding back against Vergara. So, it's bad. So, anyways, <laughs> um, any games you guys watching this weekend besides Club America and uh, those Guadalajara team? In the Liga? Uh, well, La Liga, in the Liga or in the Mexicans in Europe? Um, let's see here. Well, I'm going to I'm going to sneaker con on Saturday over here, so I probably won't watch anything on Saturday. Well, we got Bayer Leverkusen versus Bremen at uh, 8:30 Central Time. That's on Saturday. Yep. Yeah, I'll be watching that. I have a yeah, Porto play tomorrow, so that'd be a good game. But I think most people will be at work. I can watch at work. Oh man. I'll watch at work. I'll watch at work. I expect the written report after the game. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm I mean, thinking I'm only going to watch the uh, Bayer game yeah, on Saturday. I'm curious to see if uh, if Jimenez gets a start against uh, Ferreira. They're, I think they're one of the lower teams in the Portuguese first division, so maybe they throw him a bone, get some get some starts. But the good game this weekend should be Villarreal or Atletico Madrid. I mean, Atletico Madrid is just a juggernaut, but Villarreal has been playing really good lately. And maybe Jonah gets another 90 minutes. We'll see. It's at one thirty on a Saturday, right? Yes, one thirty Central Time. Yeah, I'll be at uh, Fiesta Texas Six Flags. <laughs> All right, thanks for the invite. No problem, man. <laughs> All right, I want to thank the fans for sending the questions in. Always helpful. And yeah, this has been episode five, the Colorful Kid Podcast. I'm Raul. You can find me on Twitter at underscore bones. Flow. You can find me on Twitter at the real flow F L O. You can find me on Twitter at underscore dos uno, D-O-S-U-N-O. And if anyone's interested in playing FIFA, hit up the Twitter account. We'll set up a match. We got a colorful kid squad. Not too bad. You know, still 10th division, but working our way up. So looking for a friendly, let us know. So this has been episode five. Thanks for listening.